This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly sponsored by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. As a city supporter, we know you value delivery, and McDelivery is up there with the very best. You'll always be winning with McDelivery because just like Kevin De Bruyne, McDelivery puts your order right on a plate. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered as well. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for you tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Do Manchester City need a new winger? If so, which side should they be prioritising? Also, what kind of lineup will we see for the Community Shield? And will there actually be any City fans there to watch it anyway? It's Wednesday, August 2nd. I'm John Ashley. I'm Adam Booker. And I'm Andrew Dutton. And you're listening to the City Report Podcast. Here for good to win! It is a thrilling start for Manchester City. The fastest ever goal in an FA Cup final. 2023 is the City treble year. Champions of England, FA Cup winners, and now, at last, champions of Europe. Manchester City are kings of Europe. Now they have their triple crown. Afternoon, gents. Morning, wherever you are. I think we're on only the two different time zones today. Uh, Adam, how are you? I am good, thank you. Yeah, I, I have just given up on time zone conversion at this point in my life and career because you guys are on the East Coast. I've got you know the friends in England. We've all got friends in England. My uh, work is based out of Berlin, but everybody that works at the office in Berlin is English, and it's just it's an absolute nightmare. So I've just given up and consider time to be an abstract thing at this point in my in my life. That's fair. That's fair. I, I mean, the, the Women's World Cup is happening right now. And as much as I'm trying to keep, keep keep up with it, it just keeps passing me by because it's all happening while I'm sleeping and I'm waking up and forgetting that, that it's happening. Andrew, how are you doing? Are you getting to watch any of the World Cup? Uh, I've, I've watched a good chunk of the matches, um, but based on the way the US women played against the Netherlands, I made the adult decision that I was not going to wake up for a 3 a.m. match because I... It was like, if they do really well and I wake up to it, that's great. And any other outcome, I'm going to be mad at the team and myself because of the time. And so I, I did not wake up. 
Uh, and I woke up around my usual time, like 545. And I saw what had happened. And I was like, well, I made an excellent decision to not have to undergo that. That's fair. That's fair. But we're here to talk about Manchester City, of course. Um, and it's been another another day that has maybe maybe promised some things and then not delivered. We've had flights being followed. We've had people waiting at airports to see if certain Croatian defenders from certain Bundesliga teams are arriving. Still no concrete confirmation that I've seen. I did just get home from work, so I don't know if that's it, that is the case. Um, but uh, Adam, do, do you think the uh, the Guardiola the Guardiola deal is pretty much pretty much done now? Is that what you're kind of feeling at this point? This episode is brought to you by FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds, small-town Welsh football club, is fighting for a chance at promotion. These two Hollywood stars lead a team in the midst of history in the making, while dedicated staff and supporters hold on to a dream of returning the team and this working-class town in Wales to glory. FX's Welcome to Wrexham premieres September 12th on FX. Stream on Hulu. Hey, Spotifyers, click or tap the banner to listen to Rap Caviar, the freshest 50 hip-hop songs on the rawest playlist ever. Brought to you by our friends at Stars and the new season of Power Book 4, Force. Watch now, only on Stars and the Stars app. No, I've actually kind of had this sort of pit in my stomach about this deal for the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, it's not unlike City to walk away from a deal over four or five million pounds if, you know, no matter how badly they want a player. We've seen it in the past with Harry Kane. We've seen it with Harry Maguire, Paul Pogba, Jorginho, all these players that if if City doesn't want to meet evaluation, they're not going to meet that valuation. Now, I'm not necessarily suggesting they're going to pull out of the deal. Um, but, you know, we've talked about this in in the last few episodes that if anywhere on the pitch is already as you know, kind of uh, strong as far as depth and, and quality goes, it's it's in that back line. And so, this whole kind of Gavardi all craze is really interesting to me because I don't necessarily think he makes or breaks a season. I think signings further up the pitch potentially make or break a season, but the the hysteria around him and the tracking of the planes and you know, the the tweets of announced Gavardi all underneath every single tweet that involves City online. Um, I kind of feel like it's a bit from boredom a little bit because I don't think the deal is that important. Yeah, there seems to be an impetus, Andrew, or, or a concern. Maybe it's turning into like, not, not panic, but worry that given how active City's Premier League rivals have been and are continuing to be, in the transfer market this summer, that City are maybe losing a step or two, especially with the outgoings as well. Are you feeling in any way that, or are you your normal kind of chill self? I'm my normal chill self for a couple of reasons. The main one being that, sure, lots of other sides are really active in the transfer market, but the reason they're so active in the transfer market is because they are playing catch-up. They are reacting to what City has done and kind of the overall place that the Premier League has been in for the past couple of years. And so people may think, oh man, you know, City needs to 
step it up because all these other teams are, you know, doing this, we're going to be surpassed. But they're forgetting the fact that, you know, last season, if you looked at the underlying numbers, there was a huge gap between City and Arsenal. If they do catch up to City, then yeah, we're probably in a title race with them, but they likely in one window are not going to overtake City. Now it is entirely possible that because of a the treble and, you know, a lot of these players have been with City so long that we do see a drop-off. And so from a complacency perspective, I get the desire to have more people come in. But City should not just be going out and trying to sign a bunch of people just because everyone else is trying to do that. One, that's going to waste money. Two, you're not going to get players that you actually need. And three, you're not going to find the value that City have found historically in the market where they have found these players who they pay a substantial amount of money for, but not like star dollars, really that's only been Grealish has seen that amount of investment. And Holland, if you kind of factor in everything else, but otherwise they buy players that everyone thinks are good, but not great. And then mold them into what city need them to be. And Gavardiola, I think is slightly different in that he is worth the amount of money that city are going to pay. It's not make or break this season. I agree, Adam, but what it is is that he is a young defender who I think is at this age better than, Van Dyke was and has that same kind of level and potential ability to impact the team overall. And so I don't think he makes this season, but what I do think is he makes the next five to six seasons as just this absurd lockdown defender um, that you can kind of build the rest of the spine around. Interesting. I'm kind of in between you guys. I, I, I do see the need for more, uh, kind of going forward from City, especially if we pick up a couple of injuries. I think we were fortunate last year in terms of the lack of injuries that we had and that not exposing how shallow our squad depth actually is. I am also excited to see if, you know, if James McAtee gets an actual chance and, and starts to see Premier League minutes for City, I'm all for that as well. I think if you're going to do that, this is the season after a treble is definitely the time to do that. Like, so, I mean, I City could could flirt with relegation this year and I would not be, like, bothered, really, I don't think. I think I'm still at that point. Maybe when the first kick of the game happens in the, in the Community Shield, I'll, I'll feel a bit differently. But let's talk a little bit about City's attack then. A couple of names that have kind of cropped up again. Uh, Michael Olise at uh, Palace has been... A little, he's kind of been murmurings throughout the summer, but another name that has come back up uh, today is Jeremy Doku at uh, Rance, who is the uh, the Belgian winger who did so well in the Euros, uh, for, relatively for Belgium, uh, in uh, Euro 2020 slash 21. Adam, what do you think of this guy? Well, I think it kind of shows that City don't necessarily feel that the Riyad Mahrez replacement has to be in the Riyad Mahrez mold. You know, I think Michael Elise is certainly in the Riyad Mahrez mold, some mold, somebody that can, you know, put their foot on top of the ball and, you know, the kind of Grealish type winger that can recycle possession, but he can also go and take a man on and put balls into the box. Um, but, you know, Jeremy Doku is probably more of a Raheem Sterling type winger that has the pace and is going to go at, at players and, um, I don't want to do him a disservice in saying that he can't do the more, you know, the pause as, as people love to say. Um, but it certainly shows that I think from city's point of view, 
I wouldn't say that they're necessarily just throwing anything at the wall and seeing what sticks, but I, I, this was a bit of a surprise to wake up to in the sense that it feels like certainly on the wing there is a, there is an idea that Pep has and he wants that player and that player only, whether that's you know Cole Palmer as the Riyad Mahrez replacement, Michael Olise. But this this does feel like a little bit of a switch up in the type of player that they're going after. Um you know, maybe Pep has seen something in preseason that he feels he does need a more dynamic direct winger on the other side to to balance out with Grealish, um, particularly when, you know, all the talk is of Phil Foden moving into midfield and he kind of was the mm. the direct winger, the guy that didn't want to put his foot on top of the ball. He just wanted to go 100, 100 miles an hour 100% of the time. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a bit of a switch up, but if anything, it's it's exciting to maybe see a player that, we never considered would be on city's radar. And, and now he is. I, I appreciate your Sterling comparison at the start of that as, as well, Adam, because to me about a year ago when, or maybe a little more now when, when Erling Haaland, it was pretty clear that he was going to sign for city. People were kind of getting a little bit excited about Raheem Sterling's role in terms of him getting in behind alongside Haaland um, and creating a really kind of, dynamic uh attack getting it getting in behind defenses uh we didn't see much of that last season and Haaland was you know there was the how many touches did Haaland have today etc etc and then he was coming further and further back uh, as the season went on Andrew do you think that maybe going for someone who is more direct and and will get in behind it is so that not to appease Haaland, but to play into his hands a little more? Or do you think it's just because he's, he's a good player on the market? I think it's a combination of kind of all of that. And I think that that's the, the thing that people don't get about City's transfer strategy and the way that Pep approaches things is that Pep designs systems to fit players rather than designs the system and then goes out and gets players to fit that. He obviously has a philosophy and you're going to need to have technical ability and be willing to press and commitment to certain ideals. But within that, the style that we play, we've seen Pep go with wide, expansive, kind of direct wingers when we had Sterling and Sané who could really play that role. But when we didn't have them anymore, yeah, we changed the system to get the best out of the wingers that we replaced. And so I think you can see how either one fits into this team. Um but it does just kind of change the way it's set up. I think Michael Elise, for me, I really, if you gave me a choice between the two, if you set aside the injury, that's likely who I go with because he's Premier League tested. He understands the league and we've seen him do well here. And there is a big jump in with us losing Mares. I don't think that's totally critical um, in the sense of like, oh, we can't survive without him. But I do think that if you're going to replace him, having someone who's actually Premier League ready makes a lot more sense. But I'm also very excited by Doku. The only hesitation I have is that projecting attackers from League Un to the Premier League can be difficult. And he has not played that many full 90s. And his numbers just leave me a little like, he could be great. He could also totally bust. It's also worth mentioning that we have never seen Pep play the same system from one year to the next. It, it, it is yet to happen. 
there's either been major shifts in in the way that City play or minor shifts in the way that City play from year on year. I think this year is a bit of a weird one because this kind of three two four one with a a false center back was not something that was discovered until you know February. Um, so maybe you know maybe we are still in the year of of the back three, um, but Pep's going to want to evolve, and um, you know I, I think it's worth mentioning that we started to see a bit more traction in these different in a, in a variety of wingers as preseason comes along, and and Pep has seen a bit of his team and seen you know Rico Lewis play as a number eight, and and seen James McAtee play out on the wing a little bit, and Cole Palmer play out on the wing. Um, so I think that has to be mentioned because everyone is constantly saying, oh, how does that fit into this system? How does that fit? In, how, do, how do they fit into this system? But Pep, he's constantly changing his stripes. So we kind of have no clue if really he wants to go back to that kind of more Raheem Sterling type winger because as simple as it is, he just he doesn't ever stick with the same system year on year. Yeah, absolutely. And a question for another time then is, you know, if if – someone like Doku comes in rather than uh, the Elise kind of style, Mara's style of winger. What does that mean for Julian Alvarez, for example? Um, but that is that is a question for another time. Um, Julian Alvarez, who I imagine will be seeing minutes in the Community Shield on Sunday. Uh, after the break, we will talk about what kind of lineup we expect to see. The NFL is here, and it's all about the sweet offers from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can pocket $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just 5 bucks on any NFL game. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code FIELDGOAL to sign up. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See dkng.co slash football for eligibility, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Welcome back to the City Report podcast. Let's look ahead now to the Community Shield final, Manchester City versus Arsenal at what might be quite uh, at least a half-empty Wembley Stadium on Sunday. Andrew, what kind of lineup are you expecting to see from Pep? Are you expecting full strength or are you expecting a kind of two-half kind of system or somewhere in between? I think we're looking at something that is a fairly strong lineup. Um, I would say it's probably not going to be too dissimilar from the first half lineup we saw against Atletico Madrid. And I think that the reason they got that kind of substantial run out um, as a unit was to get them ready for this. Um, and so it would not surprise me. The only you know potential change that maybe you could convince me is uh, Akanji comes in at left back slash left center back over Laporte. But otherwise I think it probably is kind of a pretty strong lineup. We've heard comments from Grealish that he really is desperate to 
win the community shield because he's played in two finals and lost them both. And I, I think he makes a valid point that like footballers, one, they want to win things and as like as many as they can, but also you want to win at least one of every trophy you compete for. And I'm sure he's like, look, I would like, I want to win this. There's a bunch of other guys in this squad who haven't won one or haven't won one in a while. Um, and you know, if they win this and then they go on to win the super cup for UEFA, I mean, that's an absurd trophy hall in you know, a calendar year. And I think they are going to want to do that. And so I would imagine the team's going to be up for it, ready to go. And Pep's going to put out a real lineup and get the, our kind of, full squad ready for the Premier League, which starts in just a couple of weeks. Adam, City, in the last couple of seasons at least, have not been uh, renowned for strong starts to seasons, uh, especially with Community Shields. With the fact that there has not been a World Cup summer, uh, that City, though they played you know, very late into into June because of the World Cup in in twenty twenty two. Do you think City are better prepared to start a season than than in the previous couple of years, or are you expecting more of the same? I think they they are better prepared than in previous years, um, and I think we'll see a fairly full strength lineup as a result. Um, you know, Pep hasn't necessarily played extremely rotated lineups in this this preseason. I mean, you look at the Atletico game and probably everybody in that starting 11 bar who knows what happens with Walker and Laporte is a player that's certainly in contention to start. Um, you know, we obviously saw wholesale changes in the likes of McAtee and Lewis and Oscar Bob getting minutes, but, you know, I think you can kind of use it as a half preseason friendly half cup final to win a trophy. Um, and I think Pep is going to feel with the with the preparation they've had this summer that you know enough confidence that if he plays the kind of bona fide starting eleven for sixty sixty five minutes, then that's probably enough to win the game. Um, but yeah, I think they're probably better prepared than in years past. I mean, you can think back to um, not even just the Community Shield, the start of the twenty. 122 season when Samuel Dozy played against Tottenham, I believe. I mean, I know he played in the community. Le- Leicester, Shield. I think it was. Right, but I think we had a, also a very weak lineup in the in the opening game against Tottenham. But um, he, yeah, you're right. He certainly played in the Community Shield. But either way, you know, I I, I certainly think this has been a probably the best off season from a um, getting players back point of view that I can remember in in a long time. Yeah, I was reflecting today, just seeing Erling Hall and just participating in every single training session. Hmm. I, I, it's like, oh, our, our our most prolific striker is ready to go in a Premier League season. Knock on, knock on wood. But I, I wonder though, with the fact that City's season Premier League season starts the following Friday, uh, you know that five day gap. I think we may see a bit more of a hybrid between the two full strength slash half strength teams that we've seen simply because Pep will be aware that Burnley who are going to be, you know, so wanting to, 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 to beat city are going to be so up for it. The crowd's going to be up for it. It's a really tough place that, that city have gone to historically as well uh, in, in terms of the, the, how how tough the games have been, not necessarily the results. 
Adam, do you, are you are you kind of do you see anything in that, or am I just kind of overthinking it? I think you can look at it a number of ways. You can look at it from the sense of yeah, you can kind of you know split it down the middle and play one half full strength, one half rotation. But it depends on if Pep's mentality at the moment is we need the games and we need the minutes in our legs, or if it's well, we're still recovering from you know what we've heard of a lack of sleep and on on the preseason tour in Asia and, and bad weather and all that kind of stuff. Um, but if the mentality right now is to get as many minutes into the legs of the the first team as you can, then it's a great opportunity to play in front of what may be a full house at Wembley, something on the line, um, and yeah, you know, just a little bit more intensity than than a preseason friendly in the, in the far East. So I'm a bit torn. I I think it really all depends on if Pep is viewing it as, you know, a friendly or, or an actual prepper for the upcoming Premier League season. I do think it's important to note if you look back at last season, the lineup against Liverpool in the charity shield was incredibly strong. Um, And, that was with players having way less rest compared to this season. And so I can't imagine that we wouldn't be seeing a lineup that is, I think, pretty strong regardless of like, I, I completely agree. Burnley is going to be a tough match, but I, I think that you can have players go Sunday to Friday pretty easily this early in the season. And I think frankly, getting the match sharpness, for a lot of these players is going to be key. So to me, I, I can't imagine we don't see a pretty strong lineup. I don't know. I, I'm, I, I am very torn, especially with the fact that this year in the Super Cup final the week after as well, we're already into it. Like, we've got, we've got these three games and which one is, which one is Pep going to prioritize? And it's, you know, how are we having this conversation before the season has even started? And why am I already getting nervous about it again? I said this wouldn't happen. I thought I was done. All right, then. So uh, give, give us your one lineup surprise then for uh, or, or your one lineup hot take for Sunday I'm gonna say and this may or may not be a hot take but I'm gonna say Calvin Phillips starts the community shield I think that's a fairly hot take Andrew Ooh, uh let's go with Jao Cancelo will play an important role in the community shield for who? Are you going to sign for Arsenal that quickly? <laughs> to be honest, when when we get to like legit Premier League predictions, this is a look behind the curtain. But when we get to Premier League predictions leading up to the Burnley game, I absolutely think Jao Cancelo plays like twenty five games or or more for City this season. Interesting, interesting. My my lineup, uh, my hot take lineup prediction for the Community Shield is that. I think Rico Lewis might play 90 minutes. Um, and I think he might score as well. In midfield or in the that. back four? Both. Yeah. Positionless yeah, football. Positionless football. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. True. All right. Adam, Andrew, thank you for being here today. Um, don't forget to like, subscribe to us on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on social media as well. All right, guys. Until next time. See you later.
Make sure you're geared up for Man City's end-of-season running with McDelivery. Great food delivered right to your door. By using McDelivery, you won't miss a moment of City's crucial running, and just like Kevin De Bruyne, they deliver your order exactly where you want it. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants only, 18 and plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.